Welcome back to the Real Word Confessionals podcast, where we dig into the questions that are never asked to tell the story that is seldom told. And today we have Jeff Mays, who is a speaker, a coach with the number one coaching uh, organization, Tom Ferry, who we had on the last podcast. Uh, Jeff also runs a real estate business and has uh, many iterations for many years. Jeff Mays, welcome to the podcast, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Never done this before. I've watched it so many times. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thank now, you. We're excited to have you. And, and this is different. This is different than your typical podcast. We're going to go deep. Uh, you're willing to do that with us, right? Absolutely. Let's talk about it. Uh, before we dig into the confessionals, Nicole, you just met, met Jeff. Have you, I have did. you heard him talk at any of the events? I'm sure you have. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I feel like we're friends on Facebook. I'm certain I follow yeah. you on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I feel like through the, all those things, I feel like I do know you, but, um, no. I don't know that we've met in yeah. person. No, we've never met in person. Jeff brings no. a ridiculous amount of energy to every room he's in. I'm looking forward to being in the same room with you in a couple of weeks in Dallas. We're going to do that yes. safely. Of course, yes. we've been missing, we've been missing face to face meetings. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to doing that. If you if you are lucky and fortunate enough to have seen Jeff speak, you know what I'm talking about. And so this is going to be a lot of fun. Let's dig right into it with confessional number one. Jeff, what is something that overwhelms you? Uh, I think my what overwhelms me is really getting everything ideas done that I have in my head. I have so many ideas and thoughts and processes and it just overwhelms me to get them all done in a week. Oh, so you, like these are things that you want to get done immediately. They're not like long-term, yes. let's write them down in a comp. Yes. They're like, if you have an idea, it needs to happen now. Yes. I'm a, I'm a big fan of acting on any idea within five or 10 minutes. The old Mel Robbins, which is if you have an idea, Act on it within five minutes. If not, you'll just you'll put it to the side or you'll get to it eventually and you'll really never get it done. How do you keep your day organized then? Because I feel like I'd be squirreling all day. You know, squirrel, squirrel. I totally get uh, everything is time blocked out. You know, we've all heard that if it's not in your schedule, it doesn't happen. And uh, as crazy as this sounds, I one of my goals is to walk my dog twice a day and I put it in my schedule. One of my goals is to read, um, read um, Think and Grow Rich every day. Every Another day. Another thing that I'm you trying read some, to finish some part of that book is, every day? Uh, every day. Wow. I try to read a part of that every day. I think it'll help you out. That and uh, How Great to book. Win Friends and Influence People. And I don't know if you've seen the book, uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World. That's, that is one book that I've tried to read for 30 years. Really? And I can't get through it. And here's why. You've got to read every scroll three times a day till you go to the next chapter. And I've only gotten to the third chapter and there's 10 different chapters. It's a, it's, it creates habits by reading this book. Is that book. a rule? Everybody should take a is look at it. Is that a rule it. in the, the book where you've greatest... got to do that? What's oh, that? Okay. That is the rule in the book. You cannot, you cannot go to the next chapter unless you've read that chapter, 30 days in a row, twice, uh, once in the morning, wow. once midday, and then read it out loud. And, and and it's all about sales. And it just pumps you up. It gets you fired up. And, that, but I, and that's I called the best salesperson in the world? Three. 
The World's Greatest Salesperson by Odd Mandino. So do you time block then for ideas? Because again, I feel like if I was walking my dog, I'd have an idea. Or if I was reading, I would have an idea. That's a great, I usually on Sunday, I prepare for the next week and put everything in and really think about for an hour or two. But that is one thing I'm working on is just, just time to think. Some of my best ideas come when I'm walking my dog. Taking or I'm a, shower. a shower. That's where all my winners come. The, yep. In the office, right? Yeah, seriously. Jeff, where I are you on, on like so. the, the disc assessment? Obviously, in the TF ecosystem, we talk about the disc all the time. Uh, you strike me as an artist, and you're talking about yeah. you know taking your ideas and putting them right into action, though. But where where do you sit on on the disc? I feel I feel I'm an amiable artist, and I uh, many times avoid conflict. I want to get along with everybody. We. To me, in real estate, you've got to be like a chameleon. You got you got to have all four of those an understanding, right? uh, aspects or understanding of them and how to relate to them totally. But uh, you know, some people would say I'm a driver because I'm pretty much like this is what we got to do. Let's. I, I say this all the time. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm just the bottom line. But at the end of the day, I Anyone feel not like familiar I am with- So are you, a, are you like a people pleaser? Do you say yes? Like, are you a yes, like a yes guy? Like you just, yes, everybody or? Uh, say lot, yes, figure it out times, later. Yeah. That, might, that might even be a Mel Robbins thing. Right. Uh, You're right. <laughs> if anybody's on. Right. Well, I know I'm a so driver. What do you think you are, Bobby Byron? saw some of that before this podcast uh, here okay. today because we were having some technical glitches before you got on. Yeah, I'm a 99 on on the driver scale for sure. Um, you know, I've, I, DI, that's where I'm at. But if you're not familiar with the disc and what we're talking about, this sounds like a foreign language. Just Google disc, just how it's spelt, and take the test for yourself. Take the assessment. Uh, do it with a work set, uh, workplace mindset rather, and uh, it'd be interesting. You'll yep. you'll learn a lot about yourself, but more importantly you'll be able to, like Jeff was saying, adapt to other people. If you're, you know, if I'm in the room with a 99 driver like myself, I'm going to want to adapt down, give them the control, especially if if I'm trying to build trust in that relationship. Yeah. Have you read, let me get this real quick. Have you read the social style? Social who? Styles? I have not. Handbook? No. I like handbooks. Oh yeah, he likes it when there's when there's I lo- hey, more I, pages. Look at and this. That's words. beautiful. It's thin, right? But it tells you how to interact with the drivers, the amiables, the expressives. Right. It tells you. We're one confessional, and I've already got notes and two books I need to read. So uh, here we go. Confessional number two, <laughs> Jeff. How have your faults hindered you from success? My faults. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a very loyal person. And, uh, the reason I say that is, uh, I was uh, 19 or 20 years old and my stepfather at that time was in real estate and he was, I'm I'm, I'm confessing right now. He was best friends with Mike Ferry, Tom's dad. They were best friends. And I loyalty means a lot to me. It means a lot for people that work for me. And it's kind of like, I don't really trust people, but when I do, I'm in. Like, my remember my first time talking. I don't know if it was your first time well, talking. Was at the 
Summit. My first time in front of 5,000 people, that's for sure. <laughs> right. We were both in the back room. Like, we're about ready to go out there with 5,000 people. I'll never forget never. that. But that was the most I'd ever talked to more than like 40 people at wow. a time. <laughs> so uh, to me, uh, my loyalty is uh, to some degree uh, a fault of mine. And it's it hasn't made me act when I should have acted a little sooner. Um, I was with my stepfather for probably, I ran his company for probably 15 years. I'd been with him for at least 18 years. I probably should have done something different maybe three or four years earlier than that. Is that loyalty or would you say that some of that is like, did, like, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. It's a question. Um, like co confidence. Did you feel like maybe you couldn't do it without him or you didn't want to do that it without him? That is a good question. That is a really good question. I got to be honest. I really, I may look like I'm so confident, but probably until I got to 40 to 40 years old, 42, 43, I didn't really have the true confidence to go out on my own. It started happening when people like, dude, you know a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I looked around and I'm like, all right, I know I know more than some of these successful agents and uh, brokers and owners right now. I need to share these things that I've learned. I think you're right. It came with a little bit of a comp of confidence being able to do it on your own. I know that you I hit, work a lot better when I'm next to somebody head. instead of like being the leader, like right. I can do wonderful things together. It's just when I, you know, like when you're out on your own. So, yeah. Yeah. um, and I think it does, it obviously takes, it takes a moment like that for you to then realize like, holy shit, I am smart, you know? Cause right. like you just right. thought you right. were like just doing what you were supposed to be doing. Right. But Hey, watch this. I was forced to do that because my parents unfortunately got divorced. So then I had to go out and make it on my own to some degree. So it was, it was a blessing at, at the same time. I got a little confessional. I remember when we were backstage for that uh, for that talk in front of five thousand people. I remember at one point I'm at one. I would have back ran. there. I would have I mean, ran. I, they would announce me. I never would have come out. Some people were doing a little shot, you know, maybe loosen up a little bit. I remember I was. <laughs> I just I just feel like we were like <laughs> hugging each other, like you're gonna do this. You're gonna like we were kind of like I don't know anybody. You're here. gonna crush we're it, man. No, so I go out. I was pump I was pumping you up and I was actually trying to at one point I'm like I gotta get out of this green room so I go outside and I just I'm starting to like review my cliff notes <laughs> there and, and it was my story so right. it, it, like I just had cliff notes I'm just reviewing right. that I come back into the hallway and I see Jeff screaming up and down the hallway uh, going through his talk with with massive energy bouncing around I'm like I should be, should I be doing that? Right. Should I, what, am I doing something wrong Oh my God, here? can you imagine, Brian, that's not even you. <laughs> like Jeff's ready to go. Uh, that was intense though. I, I remember that was a long hallway. It was behind the, 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 uh, the stage back there, but that was a, what? that was a moment. That's so which one sure. of you guys went first? Cause I feel like if you went yeah. last. And, Byron went and I'll went, tell you what, Byron two minutes in, I, I get out there. I'm, I'm my, in, my, uh, like introduction. Uh, is going good. And then like about two minutes in, the room hits me, 5,000 plus people. And I realize I skipped over right. a small section. And at that point, I, right. I'm i like, okay, I'm either going to screw this up and stumble or I'm just going to keep going and skip that part. And I'm just like, I'm skipping that part. I'm moving forward. They don't really know that that part is missing. But I almost like 
let the room take over. And then once I had that one mistake, got right. over it, the rest of the thing flowed. But I remember when I watch it, I'm like, that's the part I screwed up right there where I like looked around and saw 10,000 eyeballs and was like, oh boy, it, oh boy, yep. here we're doing it. But, you know, and that that's where people, I think Seinfeld used to say that the biggest fear for people is speaking in public and the second biggest fear is dying. And he would say that people would rather people. be dead than to speak at the funeral. That, that is true. Sam. There's, <laughs> there's a great uh, interview with Warren Buffett. He talks about getting over his fear of public speaking. He said he used to just melt down and then he had, he had to yeah. overcome it at some point, obviously building yeah. Berkshire Hathaway. All right. Next confessional. Jeff, what do you currently think about most often? Um, retirement, uh, having money for retirement. I'm at the, I'm 53 years old. And to me, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that in probably five to seven years, I'm set up and am able to do what I want to do. And I really feel like I'm truly blessed by working with Tom, with working with you guys and meeting the best of the best out there. I'm truly blessed in what I'm doing. I just want to have enough saved up so I can retire and live the life that I want to live. That's so are what you I making a lot of your life. decisions now based on that? Like, will this get me to that? Cause I mean, it sounds like retirement is within your tenure, your tenure goal, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say most of my decisions are, you know, how can I, uh, how can I take advantage of this market? How can I set myself yeah. up? Tom talks about a lot. I know we're dialed into this is like, you know, setting yourself up. I think, I think we can, in the next two or three years, can set ourselves up for the next five to 10 years down the road and just and what's so, have options. You know, beneficial to being part of the Tom Ferry ecosystem is we have daily reminders and accountability regarding our future. We, we had a small group of us, my mastermind, yourself, uh, that got to hang out with Tom just a few weeks ago in, in Dallas and, and digging deep on that kind of stuff. Not like, hey, what's tactically gonna make the difference in your business next week, but where do you wanna end up in five years with your business, in 10 years with your life, uh, personal life and, and in business for sure. And first of all, I'm calling BS. There's no way you're retiring in 10 years. You're gonna keep doing something, right? You're not, you're not the kind of guy that's gonna go, Okay. I think I'm right. always going to be around real estate. I don't think I'm going to retire. I'm not going to sit down and just play golf okay. and, right. you know, relax. So maybe, maybe having enough to really choose what I want to do. To what me, are the that's what you're doing now that do you enjoy everything you're doing right now or are the things you want to get rid of? I don't think there's, I, I'm at a good place. I'm coaching. You know, I was looking at this the other day. I coach 25 agents that are on track to make over a million this year. Uh, I coach probably about 50 agents. So half of my clients are on track to really crush it. Um, my girlfriend runs the office that I have down here in Richmond, Virginia. And like she recruited seven agents in the first quarter. That's starting to, to propel. And that's really her baby. And then I've got a 19-year-old son that's a freshman down at Love Fort Worth, it. down in TCU, and things are good. And um, but 
I'm, I'm just always not satisfied. You know, I'm always just, I, I want a little bit more. And I think, I think if you start every day at zero, imagine starting every day with no pendings, nothing saved, thinking that way that I've got to, I've got to set an appointment today, or I've got to, got to make a sale or just that will push you along. And that will, it will, it will alleviate the, the point where, and we all feel this, where we want to hit the brakes. Yeah, absolutely. So just forging what? ahead. <laughs> all right, Jeff, next one. What about a, uh, a business trend that you declared would go one way and it went the complete opposite way? So you were just wrong in your prediction or, you know, your declaration of, of how it would go or maybe your investment even. I will, uh, <laughs> I always say, uh, if I'm getting in the stock market, it's time for everybody to get out of the stock market because every time I've gotten in, I'm, I picked the losers. <laughs> I can remember back in the day when we, we were rolling along and then I started investing in penny stocks and that went down the tube and, uh, there's been some investments. So I don't know, I don't know nothing about stock markets. I'll let the best subscribe to that. Now, I will tell you one thing I was right on, and I, I felt like this back in October, November last year, that there yeah. was going to be a major listing crisis. And I saw your recent uh, uh, post about the 1031 exchanges. I feel like y'all were talking. I think you're right on. Like, I think people are going to hold on to things a lot longer. Investors are going to hold on to things a lot longer. I think people are going to if they've got two and a half or three yeah. percent interest rates, they're gonna well, think they have to. I'm they're gonna think twice about moving. A lot of people. I remember even when rates went up, right? Um, what was it? Maybe like four or five years ago, and a lot of people couldn't even afford to move because yeah. their per month expense was going to be so much more because they had such a great yeah. rate. I had some pushback on Instagram the last couple of days. Uh, a few You're people right. in, in the comments yeah. that are, you know, really supportive of, of the administration in their real estate agents. So they just got blinders on to, you know, what this would do to the real estate industry. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun because we're just opening up a conversation. Like we said at the top of that show, this isn't about politics. This is about a policy that, that impacts the right. real estate industry. And like Ivy Zellman always says, right? If you're not the most educated person, when you walk in my door to get, to get my listing, if I was selling my house and you don't know the stuff that's going on in your business, I'm throwing your ass right out. Like, you know, you're not getting the listing here if you don't know this information. Right. Um, so we opened the conversation, but it, I was surprised to see how many people in the real estate business that it doesn't take much common sense to figure out this has a negative impact on the industry you work on, but we're still for it. That was that was eye opening to me. But, you know, you were you were you were right on the money about the listing crisis. You, you've been talking about it with the you know, TF ecosystem. You talked about it with our brokerage, uh, William Ravis quite a bit when, when you spoke to us and what do you, what do you see in the yeah. next, you know, nobody yeah. knows, but what do you see in the next 12 months? You see it loosening up. I think we're in this market at least for the next nine months between the end of the year. Uh, I'm sure you probably noticed that they're recommending now that, uh, you know, this mortgage uh, and rental moratorium, they're going to they're going to kick this can down to next year. They're not going to deal with this until 2022. 
So there's not going to be the shadow inventory yeah. that everybody talks about or this uh, a huge amount of houses hit the market. I really think I think this summer, you know what? People are going to they're going to go on vacation. <laughs> they're going to they're going to travel like never before. There's shortages already around uh, rentals and rental cars and rentals. And uh, I, I saw the other day American American posted the first uh a gain in the last uh, quarter or month. So I think that most people are not going to be worried about putting their house on the market. They've been in their house for the past year, year and a half. They're ready to get out of that. So I don't see, and they're saying that rates aren't going to change that much. When, when rates start to go up, yeah. you know, when, when rates go up, values go down. So that to me is the only place that we're going to see any, relief on uh, the amount of houses that are hitting the market. Maybe, maybe there's not going to be 20 offers. Maybe there's going to be 10 offers and maybe it won't sell the first day. Maybe it'll sell the fifth day, but I still think that really and, for the next three, well, six, here's what maybe I think, even nine months, we're kind of in the, this market that you know, we're in. People like, what, oh, what do you eventually offer? there's going to be, you know, the, the uh, people that are missing their payments, those are going to go into foreclosure and, and, you know, people are going to be evicted. I agree with you. That's going to be, a, you know, ways away if any of that happens and here's what i believe does happen if you have a wave of foreclosures those are not going to be available and i could be wrong on this business trend but i'm about to make a prediction those are not going to be available to the single investors if there is a chunk of foreclosures into the future next year or the year after or whenever zillow's going to buy them open door is going to buy them these big institutions are yep. going to buy them wall street is going to control the residential right. real estate market more over the next 10 years than they ever have right. before. So if you're a small town uh, investor waiting and licking your chops for these foreclosures, yep. good luck. You're never going to have the opportunity to buy them at scale, in my opinion, in the future. So flippers, I, I just think you're out of business for the most part, unless you can find the, you know, the little old lady that's willing to sell her house. Yep. The game's over. You're not getting foreclosures in the future. Right. I think I think you're right. There's I saw something recently. There's currently three million uh mortgagees that are not paying that are that are in arrears, that are not being foreclosed on. That's and, only that's and by almost the way, less uh, than one Fannie Mae says we're three point eight million that's not a homes big number. short of demand. So put those three million homes. You wouldn't put all three of those on the market. That wouldn't happen at once. But we'd still be eight hundred thousand short of demand right now. So, so that, that's not going to no. impact prices. Okay, uh, last confessional here, Jeff. You are now right. Jeff right. Mays, the wizard of real estate, and you can change one thing in the industry. What would it be? I would change the confidence of agents that we've got to, um, you have value in this transaction and they've got to, we got to get away from, uh, you know, it's like Tom had mentioned when it comes to commissions, we do a great job. We should, we should expect that we should try to get more in this type of market, not, don't don't lower yourself to the common denominator out there. I think to me, if everyone learned how to handle the objection around cutting your commission or doing it for less, we'd all be better off. 
It's just an objection. So what does that what does that tell you as an industry? What does that tell you as an industry? That it's always been this objection. There's always going to be somebody out there that's going to do it for less. <laughs> There's always going to. And if we yeah. learn how to handle that objection, you get more money. You do better. You get more referrals. All right, Nicole's got some quick yes or no. This it's like or a lightning that. round. Lightning All right, let's round do it. It's like a this or you. that. Ready? Right. Yep. Phone call or text? Uh, phone call. Uh, Facebook or Instagram? Uh, Instagram. iOS or Android? Uh, iOS. Yes. Work hard or play hard? Uh, if you work hard, you can play hard. So I would say work hard. Okay. Nice car or a nice home? Uh, nice home. All right. So working alone or working on a team? Uh, working on a team. Morning or evening? Morning. Chocolate or vanilla? Uh, chocolate. Family or friends? Uh, family. And then Byron, I do a, a lobster roll review. Do you like your lobster rolls with butter or with mayo? Uh, totally butter. There you go. Jeff's seen the show. Love it. And I knew you were going to say morning because you've been gracious enough to uh, yeah. moderate the 5 a.m. call a number of times. So, You know what? Hey, the one thing that I found about getting up at 5 a.m. is it's your time. You know, that's your time between 5 and 7 o'clock. You get so much more done. Uh, that 5 a.m. call fires everybody up, and it becomes a habit. I got to tell you, I don't even set my alarm. Like, I got up today at 4.36. Yeah. Like, it just automatically happens. And I went to bed at, like, 10.30. I love it. And and people so. get pumped when you come on. So we got to have you back on the 5 a.m. call at some point. Yeah, I'll do it in the next week or two. Just let me know. I love it. love it. All right. Jeff, uh, thank you so much. People, go thank go you. follow Jeff everywhere. Uh, Instagram handle is Jeff Mays, but it, uh, it's got uh, something else attached. Mays underscore RE. Yeah, J Mays underscore RE at Instagram. And uh, follow me on Facebook. Follow Jeff everywhere. If you get a chance, we're going to be, I'm sure we're going to be seeing Operations Edge come back at some point live. Yep. Yep. Any Yep, we're starting to we're starting to uh, set some live events happening probably in September and October. Can we break any news? So we'll get back out. We can't break news. September, October, I guess that's where we're breaking that, that news. Uh, no, I mean, uh, well, you know, Summit is in October yep. and down in Dallas. I think the fifth to the seventh yes. or the seventh to the ninth. So uh, that's the that's the only one that I know about right now. But we will see more coming out. We will be there. Go get your tickets. I'm sure Jeff will be speaking right. at the summit. Jeff, right. appreciate you, brother. Yep. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate this. Y'all have a great Until day. See you now.